0: Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's one o'clock. And this is Chatting with Chap. And I am your host, Ginger Wade. I'm so glad you're with me today. It is absolutely gorgeous here. I don't know what it's like where you are, but man, it is just the most beautiful day. And it's what, October 20? Like it is so beautiful for October 20. I'm just loving it. I hope you're loving it. I hope you're spending time outside. Get in those sunshine rays while you can, because before we know it, it's going to be raw and wet and gross outside, so you're really going to want to use your time outside while you have it. Wow, it is gorgeous today. So today is Q&A day, and I'm just going to jump right into it, because I have like 13 things to talk about, so some of them I can pop through pretty quick, but I'm getting a lot of similar or same questions um there's still a lot of people asking about becoming evaluators becoming testers how to start school um all uh, homeschool all these types of things so um i'll just i'll pop through them all these things there's there were many there were many this month so it's great to hear from you guys so i want to remind you you can comment here below um Give me some information about what you need to know about. And ask your questions. We also have a contact form at chaponline.com that you can fill out that you can send in your questions and we will answer them. And I'll do it on a chat with chap episode. So anyway, number one, question number one, does chap have my transcripts? Now I've had this question twice. It seems a little odd to me. Um, it'll be someone who said like, yeah, we had a flood and I lost my transcripts and school doesn't have them. Um, so this, it's not the school's responsibility to keep your transcripts and it's not your evaluator's responsibility to keep your transcripts. Even if your evaluator did your transcript for you, it's not their responsibility to keep your records. It's your responsibility. So unfortunately, if you did lose all of your records, um, and your school, If you didn't hand them to your school when you were a senior, then you're kind of out of luck and have to come up with something and build your own. Now, we do have a transcript generator out on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. If you look for transcript or sample transcript out there, um, you can build your own again. But yeah, those of you mamas out there with graduating kids, I mean, keep a a cloud version, you know, whatever, something on your computer and a hard copy version of transcripts if you built one for your kid if they're planning on going to school it might be smart to have one even if they're not planning on going to school because i don't know if military asks for them or maybe some jobs will i don't know but it's handy to have one but it's your responsibility to make sure you have it question number two uh, was i'm pulling my child out of private school and we're going to homeschool where do i send my paperwork so um, no matter if you are a public school student or a private school student, your affidavit for homeschool always goes to the public school district. It always goes to the school district. That's just how it works. So even if you're in private school, you would take your affidavit, the notarized affidavit and the objectives to the public school district office, hand it in, and then you would go to your private school and withdraw your child. So you do have to withdraw your child from the private school, but you file the affidavit with the public school. So that's how that works. Question three. So if my child has been in school for X days and I'm pulling them out now, you know, what about the 180 days? Does the the time that they spent in a brick and mortar building count towards 180 days for the year? Yes, it does. If you can get some kind of record, I'm sorry, there's wind blowing here and there's hair in my face. Um the school should be able to provide you some sort of record of how many days your child was in school. And then all those days would count toward your 180 day, um, goal for the year. Uh, so number four, what do I do if the school sent me a certified mail? So I had someone write in, um, they were requesting more medical information. It was a certified letter. So at that point, once you're into like, like you had to sign to receive the letter, I, you got to answer those. um, If you're not sure what you should hand in, I don't ever feel like even if there's a certified letter that you should need to hand in your child's specific medical information that's private to them. Um, Maybe a note from the doctor saying that the care is up to date. But if you're concerned uh, about what it is that you should um, hand in, I would honestly contact HSLDA. It's kind of getting to like a a law issue there. So CHAP really isn't able to provide a, a um, everybody answer because it depends on your situation. So I would discuss it with a lawyer who's homeschool savvy, homeschool law savvy. Uh, it doesn't have to be HSLDA, but it does need to be someone who knows the homeschool law, not someone who has no clue. So, but if you receive certified mail, then yeah, it's, it needs to be responded to. Uh, so I would get legal advice. So. Five, we get this all the time, and I'm so <laughs> I don't understand how to convey this. Uh, but people ask us if they can enroll their children in our school, uh, or they ask us if there's other kids their age at our events or whatever. So, CHAP's not a school, uh, we're not a create the field trip organization. Uh, CHAP is a resource. We are an info homeschool information resource. We have online stuff, obviously, like this, like videos. Um, we have our webpage, we have homeschoolpennsylvania.org, chaponline.com. We have conventions and conferences, um, some just curriculum events. We've got um special needs events that we hold, different events that we hold throughout the year, but we're not a school. You can't enroll your children with us. So if people ask you, you can say, no, they're not a school. But we get that a lot. So we're not a school. <laughs> uh, number six, how do I get my kid to socialize? Or where do I take my child to socialize? That's still a question. How do my kids get socialized? Well, if you're just out and about at the playground, you get to socialize with whoever's there. If you go to the library and there's people there, you socialize, you go to the store. You know, socialization is really just being around other people and learning how to appropriately conduct yourselves in the various different ways, um, places that you go. So there's church and there's, Um, like I said, the playground and the store and the library. And if you go to the department store or wherever you go, you have to socialize with other people. Um, specifically if you're looking for things for kids to do, like I said before, playdates, you can organize field trips and I'm going to encourage you more and more like get off the bench kind of a thing and organize your own field trips reach out to people or put something out on Facebook and say hey I'm in this area I'm organizing this field trip uh you know there might not be a group in your area for your kid but you can organize one you can do it and there's other people looking no doubt um you your kid can go to youth group they can go to Awana they can volunteer somewhere how about at the food bank Volunteer at the food bank. Most communities, a lot of communities have food banks. They can uh, participate in sports, whether at the high school or um, homeschool group sports or community league sports or the um, travel teams that are around. There's music, and there are homeschool music places. Like we have the Lancaster Academy for, for, for Performing Arts here, and they do, you know, symphony and choirs and um Acting, they do dramas and plays and stuff. So there are groups around to do all these things, and that offers socialization. And I want to keep in mind, I want you guys to keep in mind, socialization does not mean putting my kid with a bunch of kids their same age for many hours. That is not social. Well, it is socialization. It's not good socialization. Let's put it that way, okay? Socialization should be multi generational. We're rarely in a place where we're only going to be with with people our very same age a whole bunch of them, unless you're at your class reunion, right? (laughs) And even then it's not because spouses aren't the same age. But anyway, think about socialization differently. It's not a whole bunch of kids the same age in a room together for a long time. Uh, Well, like I said, it is, but that's not necessarily the best. Think different ages. Good. uh, If you can visit at a nursing home, that's kind of dicey right now, but If it's a possibility, do it. Uh, Older people, younger people, relatives, you know, like I said, volunteering, all those types of things. Socialization is anywhere you're interacting with people, really, and it's learning how to behave appropriately and well and with good character in those places. So anywhere you can do those things, which is anywhere, is an opportunity for socialization. All right, question number six. Um someone wrote in and was like, Hey, what's up with your convention? Uh, it doesn't look like your web page is up to date and there's no um, sign up or anything ready. Well, it's a little early for sign up because it is October and we only have it next June. And so we don't open sign ups until like February anyway. So, um, if you are missing out on CHAP information, I encourage you to sign up for our e-news and there should be our little link up there, chaponline.com slash subscribe dash to dash e-news. And that is where you get to be in the know. If you sign up for our e-news, you will know about convention. You'll know about any conferences we have or used curriculum sales or volunteer positions that open or just articles to support you in your homeschool journey. We also do a thing where um, kids can send in their artwork and we post their artwork up in our online magazine. And those are great little opportunities for people to share their skills. So uh, chaponline.com slash subscribe-to-enews. news is where you sign up so you are not missing out on anything, any updates, anything that's going on with our conferences and stuff like that. Number eight, I need info on getting started how to homeschool. So at uh, chaponline.com go there there is a resource guide there is a quick start guide um homeschoolpennsylvania.org go there there's the law there's articles to read there's videos to watch homeschool university that's on chaponline.com you can link to homeschool university it's an online class teach you all about homeschooling chat with chat videos if you're watching me right now this is a chatting with chat video and it was recorded on Facebook. So, um, at Christian Homeschool PA. On Facebook is where you can go to the video part of our page. And you will find over a 100, almost 150 videos now on homeschooling. Watch all of them. They cover all kinds of information. This is where you get information on getting started. Talk to people. There's so much information out there. It's a lot to read, but it's all well explained. Okay, so go check those resources out. Again, um, chatonline.com, the resource guide is really helpful, really thorough, and it will take you through the steps there. So you're going to want to check it out. Lots of Chat and Chat videos out there for you to watch. Number nine, how do I become a tester? So this is a really interesting question. So y'all know that the law says we need to test our kids in third, fifth, and eighth grade. And I've talked about testing before, so that's a little bit of a different question. So this person wants to know how they become a tester or someone who can be the proctor for a test. It's really pretty simple. Um, You don't need any kind of qualification. Uh, You say to your friends or the homeschool co-ops in your neighborhood, say, hey, I'd like to be a proctor um, to administer the test to homeschool kids. I'm going to buy the whatever test. You go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org and you can check out the list of acceptable tests. Say, I'm going to buy the CAT. And um, I'm going to proctor the CAT. So you, what if you're going to do all the grades, third, fifth, eighth, or just going to do fifth, or whatever you're going to do, you decide what you want to do. You have people say, oh, yeah, hey, I want you to proctor for me. You would order that many tests. If you want to charge a fee, you charge a fee. You say, well, I will do it for you. The test costs this much, and this is what I'll charge for my time to do it. Uh, And then I guess it would be your responsibility to make sure the grading happens, that they get um, sent in to be graded and then returned and handed out to everybody, however you choose to to handle that. Um, But, you know, you just organize and and get it together. Uh, You can be listed if you choose to be a tester. You can be listed with CHAP on our webpage, so you can let us know if you choose to do that. But it's just as simple as organizing it. You don't need a special qualification or whatever to, to be a tester. Um, Just go to where they sell CATs and I'm sure they have information on it there. Ask other people that you know who might have administered before. It's just a a get up and and go and, and do it kind of a thing. Number 10, must I have a GED or a diploma to homeschool? Absolutely. Yes, you must have a GED completed. Or a high school diploma. You don't have to show your high school diploma. Many school districts want you to show it. If in your affidavit it says I have a high school diploma and you get it notarized and signed, then that's a legal binding document. So if you don't have a high school diploma or a GED, you better not sign a notarized document saying that you have one. Um, But you do have to have one. You do need to have a completed high school education in order to homeschool. Question number 11. We are struggling financially. Is there help anywhere for us? Absolutely. Uh, there is free curriculum out there. One of my favorites is Easy Peasy uh, Homeschool. That's allinonehomeschool.com. But homeschooling on a shoestring is uh, a, a page that provides a lot of suggestions for how to homeschool for free. But if you need financial assistance and you're homeschooling under the home PA homeschool law, you can go to chaponline.com, and under um, the contact tab, you can request aid. Okay, chaponline.com slash request dash aid. will take you straight to that website, and you can fill out a form for us. Send it in to us. We'll check it out. Um, someone from the board will call you and talk to you about what's going on, and... Uh, we we support families who are struggling. It could be for any reason. It could be because you're out of a job, something happened to you, like there was a flood in your house, or or you're sick, or whatever. If you're struggling, write into us. You can request aid from us. We do give out grants, and there's also HSlda, HSlda Compassion, I believe it is called. You can you can connect with them too if you're looking for um, some kind of support financially. But there are. There are um, places out there to get support. Absolutely. Okay, so number 12 is how do I become an evaluator? I'm not going to go into that because I've talked about it so many times in so many places. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to become an evaluator, go check out Chat With Chap uh, episodes 118 and 119. There are two long interview, really great episodes about evaluators. Uh, There is a Facebook group called Becoming a PA Homeschool Evaluator. Really good uh, support group there where you can um, ask your questions and deal with the ongoing issues that evaluators may come up to. And then if you want to know if you are qualified, you can go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org and look up evaluators and it explains what the qualifications are direct from the law uh, about how to become an evaluator. So all that information is out there. You can go research it in those places. And, uh, if you have any further questions regarding that, um, you can always write back in and put your questions below, uh, go to chaponline.com and use our contact form. So the last thing I'm going to end with that I thought was a great, great, super awesome question. And I'd love you guys to share this far and wide the question was how can my, my church support homeschool? Like this is the most beautiful question ever. Uh, churches are a wonderful place, um, for homeschool groups to meet. Uh, since we have a heart to train our children in the way they should go, you know, churches should be supporting parents in doing this thing. It's a wonderful thing. So if you are a pastor, or you are someone who gets up front to share with your congregation. I think one of the biggest things you can do is from up front, show support for homeschooling. You know, from up front, encourage people in their homeschooling journey. Um, I mean, let's face it. The public school stuff is a disaster. It's a disaster, guys. It is so scary what's going on there right now. Um, and to hear the encouragement to homeschool from from your shepherds at church is, is so huge so that's the biggest way your church can support homeschool but other than that open your doors open your doors to co-ops um, and it can be formal agreements or not I talked about that in my starting a co-op chat with chat but make your space available you've got space that ho- that's probably available during the day during the week right Open your space. to. It doesn't have to be a co-op either. It could just be a place where moms can get together. Say moms who usually go out to the park, but it's raining and they want somewhere to go. Open your church to moms to come chill out sometime during the week. Um, Offer spaces to meet. Create a little, um, I don't know if you want to call it a pod or a a mini co-op or something. Offer a class. If you have someone in your congregation who wants to teach something, offer something. You don't have to have a whole co-op setup going on, uh, but you could offer, um, I don't know, maybe someone likes art and and wants to teach kids about art. Offer your church space for that. Uh, Host seminars. We use our church to do, we used it for the Learning Differences Conference in 2019. Uh, We've... We use it for other small events. So offer your church. You could talk to CHAP if you want to hold an event but don't know what to do or talk about You can talk to us about it. We can give you suggestions or even come and be speakers there. Um, But make your church a place where people can get information about homeschooling. Whether you're having a seminar, you can have an event, a used curriculum sale, you can have just a mom's night. If you have a mom... Or a woman there who's a really good encourager to women, have a women's event and invite homeschool moms there to get encouragement about their journey. Um, Invite a whole bunch of homeschool veterans in to have a discussion panel that they can, you know, you have five homeschool moms up there and people interested in homeschooling can come and ask questions. Uh you can have uh, mentors. You can uh, there's people in your congregation new homeschool and they want to help the people who are getting started. Set up a, a way that they could mentor people. Uh a huge one right now, um, the is bilingual support. If you have a church that has a bilingual program or um or it's a Spanish speaking church or um, not even Spanish but other languages and you have the ability to help people who don't speak English well that want to homeschool get them started in homeschooling that is huge I had someone help me with that in the city of Lebanon there's a church there with a bilingual ministry and a friend of mine who lives there met with one of their folks and helped someone who spoke mainly Spanish get started homeschooling this year and that is so huge that is so huge because the law says you have to teach in English. So they need that support. And if you have a bilingual ministry in your church, oh my goodness, you could help a lot of people get started homeschooling. Uh, another way your church could support homeschoolers is to get connected with resources, show people where to connect, get them connected to CHAP. Uh, get them connected to HSLDA. Get them connected to other co-ops. If you're not hosting a co-op at your church, but you know of co-ops in your area, tell people where those co-ops are. Uh, we have homeschoolpennsylvania.org, chaponline.com. Make sure people know about these resources in your church. And if you want a list of resources, you can contact us and we will get them to you. But you can also just go to chaponline.com slash resource dash If you go to chaponline.com, it's under homeschool law, I think, or getting started maybe. Um, And just print out that page. That's a great resource of information or just send people to those places so they can get that information. But as a church, oh man, supporting families who are doing this homeschool thing is so huge. It's a really hard journey and God calls us to hard things. And it's going to bless the socks off of us as we homeschool our kids. But it's also going to bless your church to have homeschooling families in it. It's going to bless you to support them. Because it's such a great, close, intimate discipleship opportunity, homeschooling is. And to come and walk alongside of homeschool families in doing this, I, I just, churches, I just can't even think of a better thing that you could do Uh, to help your congregation grow, to help your families be more, you know, connected and like they should be together, learning scripture together. I mean, it is just, it's just huge. And you will, you will see, you will see the benefit of, of walking alongside each other on this journey. So if you have any questions, any pastors, again, anyone from a church out there, they, you want to talk to us, get some information, get some support, talk to me more about this type of a thing please comment below or write into chaponline.com or uh, yeah check out chaponline.com on our contact form and send us an email but I love this question thank you so much for sending it in and it is it's just a great time for churches to come alongside of homeschoolers and really support them on the journey so okay thanks for tuning in today I'm so glad to have connected with you today I just want to let you guys know I'll I'll like I said earlier, this is drama season for me. And sometimes my weeks are kind of rough. So I may or may not be popping in. I I think I'll probably be in next week. But if you don't see me at one o'clock on a Wednesday, I apologize, but I might be having a really hardcore week and and can't get in uh, on the video. But the show is 19th and 20th of November. So after then, (laughs) we'll see how things are going. But uh, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have a blessed rest of your day. See ya.